Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Searching for Happiness podcast. I am your host, Joseph Grable, and today I have with me filmmaker Seymour. How are you doing today, man? Doing good, man. Good. Happy to be here. I'm glad, man. Uh, for you who don't know, which pretty much means every single one of you, uh, he's like my next door neighbor, uh, but he works in the film business, so, yep. you know, you got to gotta network where you can. We go to the same barber. That's true. We do. We go to the same barber, our, our other next door neighbor, and our, our dogs, our lovers. Yes, um, the gay lovers. The gay lovers. <laughs> so we're we're pretty close. Kobe and Stan. Kobe, Kobe and Stan. Killing it. Yeah, you killed it, man. Well, either way, man. Thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. Um, I've been wanting to have you on for a while. I'm glad you hit me up the. Uh, what was it like last week? Yeah. You hit me. Up? Yeah, yeah. And I was like instantly. I was like, yeah, dude, we can do it next week. Trust me, we can do it next week. We're sitting at. Um, I'm on the TV show Botched, uh, season season eight. Mm-hmm. Um, so when they would do plastic surgery um, to help like people correct either mutations mm-hmm. or freak fucking accidents or just botched plastic surgery, um, and myself and the production crew. I mean, obviously we're spending 12, 14 hour days together, and uh, a few of them have a couple different podcasts and they've taken a break from it for a while. And they're like, "Yo, we need to start this back up. Like we have all this extra time. Mm-hmm. We're chilling on certain days when we're sitting at green screen they're like we can just write scripts roll something out and i was like fuck i was like you know who has a podcast i was like my neighbors got one <laughs> i was like i need to hit them the fuck up see you know obviously i've never done one myself yeah um but seeing that they already have that experience with it mm-hmm. i was like you know might as well go see what the fuck's going on right oh what's up man happy to have you oh, kobe makes an appearance yeah <laughs> he knows seymour very well but he this is this shows how skittish my dog is if you can see him in the camera and now he's back at me <laughs> Doing good. but yeah man uh honestly dude podcasting is such a not only like a good way to escape but like a great way to learn something new too you know like whether that be talking to somebody post-production like doing all the editing and the sound like like i tell people all the time like i feel like i learned more from doing this about post-production than i did film school (laughs) you know what i mean like hands-on exactly the experience outbeats anything that you could read in a fucking book good podcasting is just like a good way to like escape and learn new skills and meet new people too like i met so many new people since i started podcasting man and like those people have turned me on to other people and like of course i haven't had like most of them on as guests because like that's the thing i didn't anticipate about podcasting is it's like a it's a continue it's a continuous thing mm-hmm. but it's like you have to have the people to do it because you don't want to like bring on like the same like five people you right. know what i mean and so uh or at least if you do give them change of clothes yeah exactly <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> you know so but podcasting has been a great way for me to escape and i've learned more from this than i did editing at my own film school which is which is kind of weird since I spent a lot of money to be there, but at the same time, I guess it kind of shows that you don't need school to do things. It's true, especially in the film business. You know what I mean. So, nevertheless, man, I think podcasting is such a good way. You should start your own for sure. It's even if it's like with like you know poor quality or whatever. It's like just get I, started. I think the poor quality actually hits harder on TikTok. <laughs> to be honest, really, it's those shitty videos that's that do fair. the best. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> as long as you got good audio, I think you'll be all right. Yeah, it's true. No, no, that is true. Yeah, no, you could like record. That was my biggest thing. Is I went to like audio only when I first started, and you can record like off your iPhone, and I wish I would have just done that and started with that instead. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> Kobe, <laughs> because like you just. I don't know, man. There's there's something about just getting started, and the sooner you do it, the faster it's gonna happen. Even if it still takes like twenty years, dude. That's fucking true with everything. Is yeah, you gotta get started. I mm-hmm. think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's gonna get annoying during this show, man. Hi. Hi. <laughs> he's like a little bird. He wants to sit up here. This is what he does every like every episode. Lately, I've been having Sabrina home. Yeah. So he'll just chill with her and watch like Vampire Diaries or something in the bedroom. But he used to come on the set on uh, the podcast with me all the time. Like my whole first season, he was like on every episode, but it was audio only. So I think you need to make him a host. I know. Host Kobe. With Kobe. Well, it's like some videos I have too. He's just like resting on my shoulder, like sleeping right here. I'm like, it's so cute. You can get some extra hits with that tag. Just putting Kobe in there. Oh, this is probably. Not going to lie, probably. 
But no, for real though, man. Uh, again, thank you so much for coming. Absolutely. And, you know, I may know you, but you know, obviously the audience doesn't know you. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell me what you do in production. Um, you know, how's that going? I know yeah. you kind of just said it's more on the consistent side now. So. Well, for sure. So this is like a fucking unicorn of a show, especially in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Um, so working on the TV show Botched. Um, I'm a production assistant right now. Awesome. Um, I am working towards becoming uh, associate producer and or production coordinator, whichever comes first, wherever that opportunity opens up, especially on this show. <laughs> right. No, bro, you a ham. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's what I'm working towards right now, but also I've got a background with uh, the music industry. Mm. Uh, I worked for Warner Music for a while, um, mm-hmm. just doing new artists, like uh, new budding young artists, like Gen Z artists. Mm. Um, you know. All sorts of shit, dude. Yeah. Uh, Kobe, you're making the job a bit difficult, buddy. <laughs> Getting up in everyone's face. Hey, man, honestly, I would take that as a compliment because he never does I know. That you said he doesn't He never does that with, with my anybody. guests at all. He, he's. I think you're the first person, besides like my buddy Hutch that yeah. I have coming on later through the season. Uh, he's really comfortable with Hutch because Hutch comes over quite often. But like, you're the only other person that he's like like this with. You see, he's just cruising. He's just yeah, chilling. Man. It's trust. I like it's that. Trust. Wow. I appreciate that. He's like, he's like, he's like, you know, my man. You my man's <laughs> papa. You <laughs> know what I mean? Chilling now. We cool. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, other than you know, production, I, I had a real background prior to working in the entertainment industry in um, marketing. Um, mm. So I helped build a, a, a company out in Colorado. I'm originally from Florida, so I couldn't stand the fucking weather there. Mm. I was like, you know, I want to go to California. But I didn't have any money, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, I was just like, graduate high school or graduate college, and then uh, somehow landed a job in Colorado working for this company uh, that rented out camper vans. Oh. Um, so I jumped in with them. They were brand new when I found them. Mm-hmm. And we, uh, Maggie and I actually went on, I think it was my 25th birthday. We went out for uh, like a week and a half in one of these campers. Mm-hmm. And we, while on the trip, just made a whole list of things that we would do differently. And be like, hey, you know, it's hard to find you on the website. You know, I'd love to help you. Mm-hmm. Here's a little plan of something that I could, you know, help you out with. And uh, he hired me on the spot. So I was like, fuck it. I guess we're moving to Colorado. Damn. <laughs> so, so you and Maggie have been together for a long time. We've been together for a minute. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. Coming up on six years. Oh, okay. That's yep. what's up. That's Hell what's yeah. up. Hell yeah. How old she's very, She's a very nice woman. Thank you. She's amazing. Yeah. Every time I see her, she's... <laughs> Every time I see her, she's so great. Yeah, she's, she's so kind. She's dope as fuck. She's and she works. She works at Universal right now. She right? does. Yeah, she's on the uh, facility side of Universal. Oh, okay. She's a program manager over there. Oh, cool. So she's killing it. That's awesome. So yeah. We both work in the entertainment industry now. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. I'm I'm excited for you guys. Do you guys? Uh, I know you live here at this location, but do you guys plan on moving out of Hollywood anytime? Hell, fucking so? yeah. We yeah. dream about it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because me and Sabrina dream about it too. We're like, oh, I can't wait. But it's really weird explaining it to somebody that doesn't live in Hollywood because yeah. to them, it's dude. like, it's like, what do you mean? Like, it's so fancy and glitz and glamoury. I was like. I was like, mm. bro, they don't even wash the fucking streets. Bro. <laughs> that vomit and shit will sit there bro, for months. I literally walked past Phil's coffee this morning, like on the side of the wall. It's just, just like diarrhea, this. bro. <laughs> <laughs> this explosive diarrhea. It was hard. Dude, even walk into um even walk into the gym. Uh the twenty four hour fitness right here. Oh, okay. Dude, fat diarrhea. <laughs> just right on the fucking sidewalk. Just. <laughs> I saw like literally, I was like running, like I was like running one morning, early morning. And uh, I was, I was right by the lighthouse exhibit, mm-hmm. uh, right, right next to CNN building. And I was running and this like homeless dude is just like crouched over like this, like this is the wall. And he's like crouched over, right? I'm like, what? What is this man doing? I'm doing. I'm like, why? I'm like, probably like 20 feet from, him. and all of a sudden he just, bleh, like, yaks like all oh. over the wall. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm gonna go the opposite way and take the long way to school. Yeah, I'm just gonna walk far. Like, that's cool. uh, that's, yeah. that's uh, that's LA for it. That's Hollywood for it. Dude, Hollywood is fucking nasty. I don't, um, I so just... when someone says, you know, it's Hollywood weird, I really think they need to re- reframe that. Um, and put it more so it's it's just fucking dirty. Hollywood is dirty. It's super dirty. Um, I thought 
prior to the pandemic, um, our friend lived here. She lived in apartment eight. Mm-hmm. And we'd come out and visit her from Colorado when we were trying to get away from the fucking snow. And we'd fly out here, and she'd take us around. She's very social. Um, she's got a socialite, for sure. Mm-hmm. Hi, homie. You want to go over there? Just chill out, Kobe. <laughs> Just chill out, all right? Just chill out. Take um, a seat. Okay, you can sit there. There you go. We can win you there. There you go. He's like, I get both of them if yeah. I sit right here. I sit right in the middle. But uh, yeah, so she was a, a socialite, and she would take us out to all these different places, and it was all walking distance. We're like, oh, this is fucking sick. Like where we lived in Colorado was just outside of Denver, of like downtown, and couldn't walk anywhere. There was like nothing close. Like if you don't live in downtown Denver, you're not close to anything. Yeah. Um. So having to drive everywhere, we're like, well, this kind of sucks. This is this is a nice change. We fucking move here. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't want to go to any of these places anyways. Right. <laughs> Hollywood is definitely crazy. Hollywood's it's nasty. weird. Just a, and it's nasty, and people here are not nice at all. No, <laughs> not at you all. You can't say hi to nobody no, without you being like, "You want to get stabbed?" And like, or, or no, like, and like, oh my gosh, dude, for real. Or it's like, uh, before when I was like single, I would like, when I'd be walking, I'd be like, "Oh, I love your dress," and people just give you like the snootiest looks and comments, and you're like, "I mean, I just complimented you and." technically didn't even hit on you so i don't know why you're fucking mad i just said i liked your dress like i was like it looks fucking cool i feel like there are fuck what was i saw it on something on tiktok it was like you know west coasters are uh east coasters are not nice fuck what was it'll come to me i'll skip that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's all good but it's basically like west coast they're like nice to your face but mm-hmm. they won't go out of their way to help you yeah east coast they're not nice to your face but they will go out of their way to help you <laughs> that sounds about right bro like it's Honestly. very facey here like everyone's very fake um but not not in a bad way like but they're just doing it to like not stir the pot or not hurt your feelings mm-hmm. it's like a different sort of um you know just i agree social conscience out here i guess would be a way to put it yeah um just the you know they would rather tell you yes to all your plans and then not show up and then be like nah i don't want to go to it it's cool. exactly <laughs> i couldn't agree more sounds sounds like los angeles to a t yes sounds like people in los angeles to a t yeah <laughs> yeah man it's it's interesting it's 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 hard to make friends here too because you don't i think it was like was it i think it was steve harvey or something like that and he was like people like stay in your lives for like seasons no it was tyler perry sorry it was tyler perry and he was like he was like i want people to know that like some people are just like meant to stay in your life for seasons and i feel like that's like 95 percent of the people you meet in la i agree i definitely they're just meant for seasons of your life or to get you on to the next point or it's like even like i have friends that i've been friends with for four years that like we're all kind of phasing out of being friends Mm -hmm. Because one, either we're just on different like industry spectrums and we're just busy now, or either I realize that they're fake and mm. they just rather tell me yes yeah. just to please me and then not show up, like you said. So I'm kind of dipping people like that now too. And like, I don't know, I've just been very more self-conscious of like my surroundings or self-aware of my surroundings. And so I don't know. I notice when people are being fake to me now. Yeah. Like I just shot like a thesis and like some people were being fake and I was like, I can, I, I'm not an idiot dog. Like, <laughs> like I know you can hurt my feelings. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> right? like, I was like, I would, okay. Like, honestly, I would rather someone go the East coast way. Like be mean to yeah. my face. Like, no, I'm not going to do your fucking podcast. <laughs> yeah. I would rather someone be like, no, I don't want to waste my time on your thesis than be like, yeah, I'll show up and then not show up. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather have someone be like, yeah, no, I just don't want to do it. I'd be like, okay, man, cool. Yeah, that's the thing that's crazy about me is like, I personally for me like if someone's honest with me like I can't really get mad at them like I can get mad but like I'm not gonna show them that I'm mad because they're being honest with me. Yeah, but I'll get mad if like I find out you're lying <laughs> <laughs> and like you screwed me over like I'm gonna be mad about it. Yeah, yeah, I've been realizing that a lot lately too, and it's just, it's crazy. I think it. I don't know. I don't know about you. Do you feel like it's a it's like a weird time? 
to be alive at the moment. Like I know like the last few years have just been a weird time in general, Yeah. but like at the moment, like I just feel like so many things are like shifting at once, at least in my life. Mm-hmm. Like I'm losing so many friends, but gaining so many friends at once. I think there's just different, you know, transitions in your life for sure. Um, how old are you? 24. 24. Okay. I just turned 30 this year. Oh, okay. So I've, in my experience, I found there was a huge shift around 2025. That's uh, when I moved away. And that's when all of like my real friends who kept the fuck on and like we still check in. Those are my homies. Like I've got friends that are, you know, 10 plus years mm-hmm. who've been kicking it and they've grown with me. Um, and they've changed themselves like for the better. And I'm like, yeah, I'm glad we're still not doing the same shit that we were doing when we were fucking 18. 19. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. like, that's a fucking problem when you're 25, 30 now and you're not progressing. Yeah. Like that's a huge, huge thing. And definitely, I, I mean, <clears throat> yeah, there's a huge shift and transition um, between 25 and like 28. I remember, you know, that was like right before the pandemic. Um there was a huge shift. I mean, you know, people getting married, people having kids, um, people just changing or, you know, turning into their parents. <laughs> like My thing is people just like keep changing a lot. So yeah. I'm like, ah. <laughs> I'm like, it's, it's a weird, I don't know. Maybe it's cause I'm about to graduate too. And I'm just like, it's just that like shift in your life that just for sure inevitably happens that the whole ecosystem of you know being at university or being in school is like you're around like-minded people around a similar age all doing the same thing and then you know you're in this like nebula Mm -hmm. that's just that one universe you know and then you go out into the real world and everyone's got their own shit going on and then you just like cram a bunch of people together on a production from different fucking backgrounds with all sorts of fucking problems mm-hmm. and there's like people who overshare too much there's people who don't share at all there's fucking quiet reserved people there's the really loud obnoxious guy and then you know you have all these people just like jammed together and it's like oh this is the real world this yeah. is like no one gives a fuck <laughs> like I, think- I have my own problems but i need to show up and do my fucking job right <laughs> and not everyone fucking gets that like and a lot don't. of people show up and they bring all their baggage with them to work and it's like it's the real world. <laughs> yeah, it is. I think I think the biggest like mind blown to me in my life was realizing that this was adulthood. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're like, when is it gonna start? Yeah. And you're like, oh, it started like four years ago. I just still feel like a kid because that's yep. what all my people my age probably still feel like. Yeah, definitely. Oh. You know what I mean? So like, I don't know. Like for me, it's a weird transition graduating because. I've been in school since I was like in kindergarten, obviously, but I never left school Mm -hmm. and I'm 24 now. So I've done almost like six years of college and I'm just like over it. Yeah. And so like I'm over it, but I've never experienced like I've experienced working full time, but going to school at the same time. Mm -hmm. I've experienced that grind, but I've never experienced just working full time. Yep. Like it's or, so, or begging for your next fucking job. <laughs> yeah. You work in a freelance industry and you have to freelance is rough. Think about what your next job is to put food on the fucking table. Yeah. Like that is to me the biggest trip. Like that's strange. there's some thrill in it, don't get me wrong. Like I personally kind of like that because it kind of keeps it fresh for me. Like I love I enjoy working outdoors. Like I love being on an active film set. Like the worst days on this production are our days that we're like locked in a fucking pre-built studio yeah, and we're there for 14 hours. I'm just like, oh. like I go it. in before the sun comes up and, and we get know. out when the sun's down and you're just like, well, that was my whole day <laughs> just like locked indoors with like incandescent light or just that's, you know, I'm very blessed. That is like the least uh, favorable day that I work. Yeah. So I'm very lucky on that, but you know, our entire career field is all networking. It's all, you know, who, you know, Mm -hmm. what, you know, and how you can help or how you can be helpful to someone else. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I think it's a, it'll be a refreshing switch probably for you leaving school and just diving right into it. Cause I, my, my degree is not in anything that I'm doing now. Mine's in like hospitality and event management. So that's, originally... I think that's like a really good great degree to have though. Cause now you know how, you know how to, well, work. yeah, you know how to work with people. Like, Correct. Like you know how to deal with like 
assholes and you know how to deal with super Ego. nice people <laughs> and super huge egos. Yeah. Super huge egos. <laughs> yeah. And like, that's my thing. So actually, as I'm graduating, I'm currently looking for an office job. Because yeah. like. You want to, something a little bit more stable. I want something more stable because like the last few years I have been doing freelance. And have you done casting? Anything in casting? Shit's awesome. Or travel, travel coordinator. Mm. That's some, that's some fire shit right there. Really? Yeah. I mainly just do like freelance, like, uh, like assistant directing or like. That's cool. Yeah. Sometimes I'll do like assistant camera stuff, but I don't really like working with the camera because I'm afraid I'll like fuck something up really bad. I mean, <laughs> if you're not fucking up, you're not learning. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I've, it's different when you're like on a multi-million dollar set though. It is true, but <laughs> I, I've got some, uh. I work with a few ACs that can easily cam op and have cam opt in the past, but they're really good at what they do and they're still nervous to be like, yeah, let me, let me opt this because yeah. they too are like, Hey, I don't want to fuck this up. And they've been doing it for seven years, mm-hmm. like full time. Like that's, they live and breathe fucking cameras and they're still like, what if I fuck up? Right. <laughs> but like so I, I think that really to me that shows someone who is, you know, nervous to fuck up because you make sure you are they <laughs> start that over. Um they're worried about fucking up. Mm-hmm. And I think that shows that you're a, a person who really cares about your work and you want to put your best foot forward. I'd be more nervous if someone's like, Yeah, I can fucking do that, like no problem. Right. Like that's too cocky. <laughs> like there is so much shit that can go wrong on a film set and then, you know, the cam op or the DP is not competent and their their ego gets involved and then now everyone's day's fucked up mm-hmm. because they can't settle something, they can't fix something or they're overconfident with themselves. So that's a good thing. Yeah, I agree. Um, I always think too, like my mom always used to say, if you're tr- if your dreams don't scare you, they aren't big enough. Absolutely. You know Fuck what I yeah. mean? And I was, I always, that always stuck in my head. I was like, that's true. So like now that you like kind of, you know, when you were speaking about that, that kind of like re jolted back in my head, what my mom said about that. And I guess you're right. Like if you're uncomfortable, like that's not a bad dream. Thing. It, you fucking dreamers. Yes. <laughs> do it. Dream, 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 dream. Start, like, just start playing that dream song from yeah. shark boy and lava girl. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's a throwback. <laughs> Holy fuck. I remember the first Spy Kids movie. Oh, dude. I remember. They had the microwavable oh, yeah. McDonald's meal. It was like a flat piece of paper. Everybody that they put wanted the to try it. Beep. I remember that. Fucking, it was it Machete? Um, yeah. Danny Trejo? Yeah. It's like, oh, it's the guy from Spy Kids, not knowing who the fuck he really was. <laughs> That's a trip. That's my thing, dude. When they like Spy Kids. That was like my shit, dude. Spy Kids. I met the guy who played Judy. Oh no, shit. Or Junie or whatever. Judy was it? Judy? I don't know. I, whatever I know who the you're boy, talking about though. The boy, the ginger boy. Yeah. Judy. Like, yeah. 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 The Judy. guy. The guy with the, uh, the red thumb hair. Thumbs? Yeah. So I met. I met him, but obviously he's an adult. Yeah. Super funny dude. <laughs> Super funny dude. He jokes about himself all the fucking time. I'm like, this is great. But he was a really nice guy. But it's really trippy to see a spy kid in front of you. It's, <laughs> I found it. I find it interesting how people do react or how they like fangirl over certain people. Um, have you met anyone that you fucking fanned over or that you were like, oh, that's cool? Everyone, I've kept it in. Yeah. But I've definitely Good. been fangirling. <laughs> but I think I think the one where like I thought I was going to blow it, but it ended up going really well. I met Bill Hader. Oh, no shit. Yeah. And it wasn't even like for a film job or nothing. I was just like at a grocery store. Oh, shit. <laughs> like I was just like at Whole Foods and I was just running to go, like, go use the bathroom. I've like, I have like three different stories about going to the grocery store, right? The celebrities doing the same. Which exact. one? The one down here on Santa Monica? No, uh, it's. Is it we were, Burbank? Where were we driving? I think it was North Hollywood. Okay. I don't yeah. know. I was driving yeah, North somewhere Hollywood, and I Burbank just like. Right there. Yeah. Yeah. I literally just stopped at like the. Over near of- Disney's, right? Near Buena Vista? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, we were just, I think I was like driving my girl somewhere and I just had to go to the bathroom. It was the first place I saw. So I was like, all right. But he was like walking out the same time I was walking out. And I was like, I'm like, that's a fucking Bill Hader, bro. And so I actually said something. I never really say anything because I hate <laughs> when people do that. Yeah. It's, it looks annoying. <laughs> so I can't imagine actually. He seems like a chill guy, though. Yeah, but no, Bill Hader. And he rolled his eyes at first. I was like, okay. I was like, okay. But then I like I was like, can I just like talk to you for like two minutes? 
Like, I didn't ask for a photo. I just yeah. asked if I could talk to him. And he's like, whole mood changed. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, cool. Cool. He's like, I thought you were going to ask for a photo or something. No. No, I just want to talk to you. I was like, I got to go, too. Like, <laughs> like I, I got stuff I to gotta do. I got pissed so bad, but, like, I, just two minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I was like, I was, like, come on, man. Like, and, no, he was really cool. That one, like, I f- was trying to keep it in and had a really hard time because mm-hmm. I love Bill Hader. But every other celebrity I've met, I'm like, ah. I like I see him at grocery stores. I don't even like bother like yeah, saying anything. Let him or, do that. I don't. Want I was I feel like, like I'm bothering. I him. was last <clears> Halloween. <throat> Jeremy Renner was like right behind me, like with a cart full of alcohol, <laughs> like to the top, like a full cart of like white claws, hard liquor, <laughs> like Trulies, like Bud Light. Like I was like I was like okay. I was like somebody's having a Halloween party. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I was like hell yeah, but it was hockey. He did not look in a good mood, dude. I was like, I'm not gonna say shit. He's this guy's gonna pay for my groceries. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh no, dude. Jeremy said he he, he put on his tab. <laughs> Jeremy said don't pay for my shit. Thanks, man. <laughs> but no, dude. It's I I find I run into celebrities more often. I realize I run into celebrities more often than most people do that live out here because like they'll be like, you ran into a celebrity, but like you haven't. <laughs> like I'm like Dude, I mean again Hollywood is weird. It's weird and it's I don't like, like it all the time. I but there are like... there are perks. Um mm-hmm. and there's just like just being here in California in general. You just gotta lot. catch it like every time I met a celebrity is catching them at doing normal people things. Like going to the grocery store or pumping gas. Mine have or... all been opposites. Really? <laughs> I've seen Mario Lopez once uh out in public. He's way shorter than I thought. Um but all my other ones have been, you know, uh, minor more so music artists um, working for Warner and like doing podcasts mm. and having people come on those shows or do music videos um, and I kind of I guess I've met them more on their field like their home turf and they've always been really fucking laid back really genuine um, but yeah no not so much actors I've seen Bill Heater and Adam Sandler and um, oh, Seth really? Rogen together on the same golf cart at the Sony lot Oh, wow. When I was working on Shark Tank. Oh, wow. They were fucking driving around just clowning on people. <laughs> just They had people with fucking tears. I saw them going down between a couple of the stages. Just They'd stop, like look around, see some workers. Be like, yo, what's up, man? Blah, blah. Just rattling. I mean, imagine three fucking like pen masters yeah. just roasting people. <laughs> it was absolutely incredible to see i would say i would say i'd hate to be at the end of those jokes but actually i would love that because yeah. then i could say oh i got roasted They're, by seth rogan bill Hader, and adam sandler so they filmed um barry season three yeah. and two at the sony lot um are adam sandler and seth rogan like executive producers or something i don't know on that show but i do know their main office is at the sony lot like oh, they have a permanent have office, office there oh, yep. okay. so we see them quite often just you know, personal vehicles. There, Adam Sandler drives a uh, a black Cadillac esque um, golf cart. Thing is souped up. It is so fast. <laughs> Dude comes flying through there. His assistant and his uh, uh, manager are always flying around the lot doing that shit. That's crazy. Yep, that's awesome though, dude. It's so weird because like you get used to seeing celebrities and then it doesn't become a big deal. And then you try explaining that to other people, <laughs> and they don't get it. Yeah. Like they're like, I'm like, no, I'm like, it's like a, it's like a relationship. Yeah, it's like it's super exciting at first, but eventually <laughs> it dies down. <laughs> you know what I mean? You gotta make it interesting. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta make it interesting. I was like, oh, it's like for me, for instance, when I see a celebrity, I'm that guy that's like, I don't want to talk to them. Like yep. Sabrina and I. Sabrina, like, so when me and Sabrina got married in Malibu, the day we got married, we were walking back to the car with her family and Megan Fox oh, no with shit. her dad. I, th- I think it was probably her dad. This yeah. dude was, like, old. And she was, like, walking by. And Sabrina, like, freaked out. She's like, oh, my God. I'm like, shut up. I was like, this beach is filled with people. Yeah. I was like, I'm sure Megan Fox does not want, want yeah. you screaming her name. I yeah. was like, I don't care if you want a wedding dress. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, ain't nobody gonna enjoy that. You screwing their name across the beach. Yep. And she's like, oh yeah. But that was probably like the only incident time where I've like in my perimeter caused a scene with like a celebrity. But she was still really nice. She was like, she was like, she waved her hand. She's like, hi. I've got a funny story. Uh this is popped into my head. Um so we were doing a podcast or a actually it was a show called Fresh Pair. 
on Uprox, which mm-hmm. is a subset or a company that was bought out by Warner Music. Um, and the gist of the show is there's a Caddy Customs. Shout out to you. Uh, she will design a pair of shoes and like a custom pair of Nikes for the artist that's coming on the show. They'll basically just chat it up, talk about what you know, what they're working on, what not. Talk about you know, hip hop industry. And at the end, they'll they'll uh, Caddy will gift them these shoes, and they'll do like an unveiling of it. Well, they had uh, the game mm-hmm. on. Which which was this again? This is uh, this was through Uprocks. Oh, Uprocks. Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. The show is called Fresh Pair. It's on YouTube. You can definitely check it out. I think I've heard. It sounds familiar. Yeah. Sounds well, familiar. we had the game on there, um, and you know he's not necessarily a soft dude, and <laughs> I had to go grab some uh, special liquor for them. And I came back from the store, and they were out back smoking a blunt. And they were like, uh, his team was like, you know, his entourage was with him. And prior to all this, all the uh, producers came to me. They're like, hey, like, don't be jumpy. Um, (laughs) Like, (laughs) you're not dealing with just anybody here today. Um, Homie, homies real as they get. Uh, so, you know, be careful. I'm like, all right, cool. Noted. <laughs> well, his entourage was uh, walking out the back door after they'd done smoking a blunt. And I'm coming up with just like four fucking heavy ass bags of just liquor and champagne and shit for them. And I had already, you know, talked to them in the morning, you know, got their orders and everything. I was like talking to them in the green room. And so they're coming out of the back of the studio door. And if that door closed, I'd have to walk all the way around to the front of the studio, which is like a quarter mile. It's so fucking long. Like from where we have to park, yeah. there's one shortcut. And if that door is locked, that's it. And I don't have my radio on. So um, he was like the last one walking in through the door. And so like <laughs> I'm trying to like close the distance between me and this fucking door. I was like, yo, game. <laughs> I was like, yo, hold the door. <laughs> and I've got these bags in my hand. And he turns around, pulls up his fucking shirt. And I just dropped the bags. I was like, yo. I was like, don't shoot me, bro. <laughs> and he's like, what the fuck? And his posse that he's with, his entourage, they come running out super fucking fast. And they look at me. I'm like, yo. I was like, thankfully, none of the shit that I had broke. That's uh, by the way, you know, like I, none it was broke? none of it broke. Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, yo, I was like, yo, no, shoot. that was your lucky yo, day, dog. Yo, and, and one of his guys is like, bro, you almost got shot by the game. And I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, yo, I was like, I'm just trying to get the door. I was like, I thought y'all would remember me from this morning. I'm the only white dude on this whole show. <laughs> like, I got two bags. I'm running up to you, like. Come with gifts. I don't think out of all the people too, I don't think the white guy is gonna come at you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we're over in like Culver City. Like it's it's not bad. It's a good area. And uh so I go in and they're all fucking laughing. They thought it was the funniest shit. Cause I was just fucking dude. I turned I'm already pale, but I turned paler. I was just like, fuck, I'm gonna get shot. I'm gonna get that was stupid. I was just trying to get the fucking door. But yeah, so I almost got shot by the game. That was fun. Um, <laughs> hey, if you would have survived, then you I know told that would have been shot by the game. That would have been uh, instant boost <laughs> to credibility, instant career boost. <sighs> Get some good workman's comp too, you know. Right? <laughs> oh, that would have been a headache. But yo, yeah, don't run up on celebrities. Um, yeah, don't do that. Even if you've already met them earlier in the day, they're not gonna fucking. <laughs> they do not care. Yeah, they might not remember you, and that could go really bad for you. Yeah. But I went in and I told the producers and the and the director and they were like, bro, we fucking told you this morning. Like, <laughs> homie's a real gangster. <laughs> you could get your ass shot. <laughs> I was like, I had bags. I looked non-threatening. <laughs> I was like, I didn't have a mask on. I'm <laughs> I'm the nerdiest white dude on this entire fucking set. I was like, I really thought, you know, I'd be all right. <laughs> I was like, but I was wrong. <laughs> That's, but, that's a good story, though. Yeah, I um, think that's a really good story. By far one of my favorite, uh, uh, you know, memories of, of working over at Warner Music. They're an awesome group. Shout out to everyone over there. Um, but shit, yeah. Uh, don't run up on celebrities. <laughs> you never know what kind of day they're fucking having. They are humans, too. It's true. No, that's like, that's, that's so true, though. Like, celebrity encounters. I've seen some gnarly ones. Like, I've seen celebrities and that people try to talk to and it's just 
it does not go well <laughs> sometimes. Like, it's like... Uh, what was the most recent one? Was uh, James Corden. Oh, boy. Homie's always in the news for being an asshole. <laughs> I have a homie that's met James Corden, and he says he is a great-A asshole. We have a um, an AC that sometimes uh, day plays on our show that works on the James Corden show. Uh, we're going to leave his name out of this because I don't want him to lose oh, yeah. his job. No, <laughs> but... Uh, Spends countless hours with this guy and uh, can't confirm all, all the uh, <laughs> everything is true. <laughs> he's a he's a great guy. <laughs> he's fantastic. James Corden's the best, best yeah. in the business. No, like I think he's always been like that though. Like I I like when all that when when the, when he got banned from the restaurant, I was like, okay, I've like I've heard a million stories about this guy being a dick. Yeah, like a straight dick. I was like, I gotta, I gotta like dig a little deep into this guy. That dude has been a twat since the like the day he became a celebrity. Dude, like, it's true. Like when he was a teenager, like I, I'd read reports about like encounters that them had when he was doing his like show in the UK or whatever. I don't remember what the name of it was. It made him famous though as a teenager. And I always like, I just read like, dude, you get on Reddit on a James Corden section. Oh, oh no! They get roasted, bro. I spent like three hours just reading Reddit on James Corden, and I'm like, "This man is horrendous." Like, I, and I don't know why. Like, Maggie and I were actually just talking about this the other night. Not only in the film and music industry, but you know, in other industries, you're rewarded for being an asshole. Mm-hmm. Like, they see that as you being a good leader. Whereas a good leader is someone who is emotionally intelligent, that can read the fucking room, that cares about others. Like the people that I look up to who I personally believe are really good leaders, especially on my current team, are are people that genuinely give a fuck. And the people who don't are always the people who get fucking promoted. Why is that true? I don't... Why why do we live in a society where we will reward something so negative or something so (laughs) non-positive? Exactly, exactly, and dude, like, that's my frustration, like, especially since I started getting to graduate, like, you know, like, I'm a human being, I get jealous, like, I get jealous of my friends, you know, people do, and, you know, sometimes I'll be like, oh, you know, like, this person's doing more than, and blah, 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 and, like, I get frustrated because I know some of those people are, like, grade A assholes, and, like, I mean, mo- I, every person that I'm talking about, like, I'm not friends with any anymore anyway so like if you're listening to this i'm not talking about you (laughs) unless you're snooping on my profile then i'm definitely talking about you um but no like for real like i really noticed that too that's what frustrates you that's why i have such an emote like that's why i have such a hard time sometimes wanting to continue this career Mm -hmm. because i feel like out of some of the industries i feel like business music and film Get rewarded the most for being the most asshole. Who's the biggest asshole? I'm gonna change that shit though. Same. And I'm I, trying. I really do believe that our our generation, you know, we're the new, yeah, we're the future of this, um, you know, industry, and we do have the power to change that. We're starting to get people who are younger into these, you know, leadership roles, mm-hmm. and I do believe that we can change that. Um, and I, I personally see it within, um. You know my direct role that I have right now. Prior to landing this um, show with the the Evolution production, um, <clears throat> I was done with film and TV. I was just like, "Fuck this!" I was like, "There are so many assholes here." I'm like, the nepotism. Oh my! Like I can work my ass off, but it doesn't matter because so and so knows someone here, and they grew up here. They have all these connections. Like being an outsider. Moving to LA to work in this industry, you can immediately tell who they are because of how they work. I haven't met a single person who's outside of, like, from outside of LA that doesn't work hard. And I could definitely tell the East Coasters from the West Coasters just by how they act on set. I could easily tell who's from LA and who's not. Easily, easily, instantly. Like, and you know, there's nothing wrong with like getting help, right? But here's the thing about film and music assholes is they'll take the help but they'll act like they did it all themselves they act like they are some self-made <clears throat> person i was like no dude like 
You played someone to get here. <laughs> you, you literally, either your mommy put you here or you paid somebody or your daddy paid somebody to put yep. you here. Like, yeah, there's a, like, uh, I don't know how to, I think it's Dutch. I don't want to butcher her name, but Zoe Dutch. Do you know who that is? <laughs> no, I don't. Leanne Grimes or Leanne Rhymes' daughter from Back to the Future. So her daughter, you'll recognize her okay. face. She's super famous, dude. All right, let me Google her real quick. But my friend and I, uh, my friend Hannah. What's her name again? Zoe, Z-O-E-Y, mm-hmm. Dutch, I think, D-E-U-T-C-H. Oh, yeah. I don't think she's that, me and my friend were talking, and we don't think she's that great of an actress, but her mom was literally the main actress from Back to the Future. Got you, Lee Thompson. Got Lee, you. Lee Thompson. Lee, yeah. yeah, I'm thinking of the singer, Leanne. Uh, oh, shit. She's from Not Okay. Yeah. Got you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, she's from, like, she, but I'm not saying she doesn't work hard or anything. Like, I'm sure she works really hard at what she does. But it's like, it's like, it's people like that. You know what I mean? And then sometimes they play it off like, you'll meet people that benefit in ways that see Zoe does. Zoe, I mean, she's great. I think she works hard. I just don't think, you know, I think there are way more talented people out there that could easily take her movies. I but do. I feel like she's like, she benefits hugely from nepotism. Oh, yeah. But she denies it in public. That's oh. the thing. She denies it. There's she's some like, people who are aware. She's like, some people who she's like I work so hard. I'm like, I'm like, no one's saying you don't work hard, honey. People are just saying your mommy and daddy put you there. There's a difference. There's, um, fuck, what is the show? It's similar to like Selling Sunset. I think it's like Selling Beverly Hills. Selling OC. S- selling similar, OC. but it's like a spinoff. It's <clears throat> I. It's some Netflix show. We know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's this this uh this the daughter of the owner of this company. They're like you know the first season all is mostly about her um how she's trying to fit into the business and she's just everyone's like you're 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 fine like you don't even have to fucking work yeah like your dad's you could literally like chew of... gum all day and put it under the desk yeah. and have your daddy have someone clean yeah. that while you just continue to do that like. dude and and they <laughs> and you see how she feels like she's doing her best and she is trying her best to be a <clears throat> a real estate agent and to you know work really hard and make you know, a good name for the company. But then you look at everyone else who had the work to get there, to get that spot, to become an agent with this, you know, uh, company. And they're light years ahead of her. <clears throat> and it's like, dude, you've been around all this. You could have picked up game. You could have learned a lot more than you do now. And she just fails, fails so hard. But she's not aware that, you know, she has an opportunity to do something great and to be here whereas everyone else had to work really hard to get where she was mm-hmm. um so there's a lot of that in hollywood there's a lot of that within this industry um whereas you know in business or in hospitality and you know theme parks even <clears throat> um there's not that nepotism of like hey this is my son. He's going to come work for us now. Whereas in this industry, they're like, hey, uh, I'm the executive. I'm the showrunner. Um, I know so-and-so or I'm the studio head. Here's my kid or here's my friend's, my kid's friend that, you know, needs to be on the show. Like I was working with, um, I forget the name of the show, uh, but it was on the Sony lot again. And one of the PAs showed up in a brand new, um, uh, brand new model y like top of the line Mm -hmm. like the plaid edition and uh i was just blown away i'm like oh i was like what do you do he's like oh my dad's the showrunner i was like oh i was like we are not the same (laughs) and the level of work that those people put in is nowhere near to they're playing the game but i just rather them be aware of it and be like hey i'm fucking lucky to be here Cause I got so and so, and I'm gonna do a good job. Yeah, just like fuck. I'm, you know, see, I don't know if you and Maggie are gonna have kids eventually, but me and Sabrina plan on having kids mm-hmm. eventually, and I know I'm gonna be stuck here for a while. Yeah, that is like my biggest fear, 
is for my kids to grow up and turn out like that. Dude, I don't want Biggest that. fear. I'm... Biggest fear. Like, <laughs> I know, like, down in my heart that I'm going to have money by the time my kids are my age. Like, money, money. Yeah. Because I know I'm going to work super hard gonna to get, get there. going to get none of it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get a shitload of it, man. <laughs> but they fucking, I swear, dude, if my kids are little shitheads like that. Oh my goodness. I know that's a really frowned upon in society now, but I don't care. Like I deal with people like this on a daily. There's people that I work with that I can immediately tell they've never been punched in the face. And oh I, yes. Same. And I'm like, dude, she's like, you can't just run your mouth like that. Like you can't say shit like that. And they do. And no one calls them on their shit. I'm not going to be the person to do that. It's not my problem. Mm-hmm. stay in my lane just keep doing my shit but there there's a lot of politics mm-hmm. within the film industry and how people you know act one way or say yes or you know lie to your face and then turn around to do whatever to you know help further them mm-hmm. and their career See, my thing is is like i don't care where you come from i don't care if you have money or not i don't care you know the color of your skin blah blah like my level for everyone like respect starts at like ground zero like i instantly give you respect like okay you know i don't let you earn it but like you know whether you're you know and have nepotism deal with nepotism or sorry let me rephrase let me go back real quick (laughs) um like i don't know i just don't judge people based on like their skin tone you know the color how much they make you know what they do and i always have to start at like ground zero with people but i quickly learn quickly learn who needs to be punched in the face (laughs) and who doesn't need to be punched in the face so quickly dude and you know i will always start out with like you know i respect you i respect your work this and that but when i actually start working with you i'm gonna pay attention to every little thing especially if you i don't want this to sound weird but especially if you have more than me Mm -hmm. i'm gonna pay extra close attention to you because i want to know how, what what you, you do did work. to get there. <clears throat> exactly. Yo, I'm trying to figure but out But if the I realize that you're just sitting in a corner on your phone the whole time because your daddy runs the show, how am I supposed to learn from you? How am I supposed to respect you? You don't yep. even respect your own dude, we, or we, the own person that put you in this position. I have, I have executives on my show that when our hands are full and we're running gear, they pick it up and they walk it. Mm-hmm. Or they run it. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, my hands are full. And I'm just like, no, 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 no. I was like, no, no, no. I was like, it's good. Don't worry about it. That's like, awesome. That's the executive shouldn't have to. But when you do see your leaders jump in, offer an extra hand. Obviously, we're not asking them to carry anything fucking heavy. Yeah. But, like, you know, they'll grab an umbrella. They'll grab a chair. They'll grab an apple box. You know, every once in a while, they'll grab a C stand or an RE stand and be like, hey, I'm helping you guys. Like, <laughs> let's, let's, especially when we're in the field and we're shooting. Um, there are times that the executive, like, dude who is backing the fucking show with his own money is picking up stuff on set. And I'm like, whoa. And there's other executives that don't lift a finger. So Don't even look at you. No. Like, literally, like, there's been some executives I've dealt with. Like, they'll talk to you, but they won't look at you while they talk to you. Yeah. They'll do anything other than look at you while they talk to you. Literally, I had this one exec. He was, like, texting. He's like, yeah, Joseph. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was like, all right, whatever. And then... As he was putting his phone down, I was like, oh, okay, man. He'll make icon. He immediately switched to his notepad in his back pocket. I was like, yo. Dude, I, but I've, again, this is a unicorn of a fucking show. Like, everyone that we work with on this show, it, I really don't think I'll find another moment like this yeah. in time. Like, I really do find it really special because, like I said, the executives are doing things that they shouldn't be having to do. Um, and when they do pick up small stuff or, you know, they do lend a hand, there's no like reprimanding. There's no nothing. It's just like, Hey, we're all in this together. It's a group fucking effort. I can see you guys are busting your ass. Like there's nothing more that you can do. So mm-hmm. let me help you grab this and, you know, let's, let's move the production mm-hmm. along. Um, I mean, even the producers and APs that we work with and I mean, all the way down to fucking clearance, you know, when we're shooting in Hollywood and they're running around grabbing, you know, mm-hmm. uh, forms for everybody to get clearance, like they're doing a little bit extra. And I've never been on a set where there's that many people who are really about the cause or for the production very that rare. much. Yeah. And I basically had to audition <laughs> to get on this show because, uh, one of the uh, PAs uh, caught COVID 
and um my friend is the uh someone i worked with on shark tank is the production manager so he called me and he's like yo he's like i know you don't want a pa anymore he goes i know you're going for ap he goes but this is awesome set i think you gel with everybody and you know i could really just use your help in a pinch he's like i just need you for a week i'm like fuck it let's do it so i show up and this is after being out of tv and film for over a year i was like i don't want to go back this is gonna suck whatever let's just fucking do it it's a paycheck Mm -hmm. um and i get on set everyone's fucking nice i was like god damn it i was like i wish this is longer than a week so after i came home after the first day i told maggie i was like i was like i'm gonna find my way on this show i was like i'm gonna figure it out i was like i've got the um, production manager is you know an acquaintance of mine i was like so i know i can make a big impact and so i just went around and dude i busted my ass that week like i literally put on I was doing the work of like six people, like no lie, dude. The other two P- <clears throat> PAs that were on that show fucking made them look like nothing, dude. They looked so. Bad. I, I I low key. <clears throat> it makes me feel bad when I make people look bad, but at the same time, it's like, nah, oh bro. buddy, yeah, like I'm out working, dude. dude. I, like this is my money. Don't fuck with yeah, my yeah, money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I was like, buddy, like if you ain't going to work like I work, then I'm going yeah. to blow you away and not feel bad about it. So I blew two PAs out of the water that were um, there for three months. <laughs> they were there for over 90 days already. Crazy. And they didn't leave an impact. And I, dude, I blew the whole, I mean, from audio to executives to field producers to location producers to clearance, to the line producer, blew everyone out of the fucking water. Wrote everyone uh, thank you cards. And was like, yo, I appreciate you guys. Like, thank you so much. You know, I hope that I can come back in some mm-hmm. facet. You know, let me know if you ever have an opening. Yeah. And <clears throat> the PM called me and he's like, yo, he's like, after I worked that week, um, a few of the people kept texting. They're like, hey, we're gonna try to figure out how to get you on the show. They're like, that was the smoothest fucking week we've had in three months. Damn. They're like, we definitely need you on here. They're like, you're much more than a PA, but if we can get you on here, maybe we can figure out how to move you up next season. They're like, deal. I'm fucking there. Yeah. I, was like, I will eat shit for a year. Yeah. If there is some sort of, you know, promotion, promotion forward. I was like, you know, I'm not going to be making minimum wage forever. Yeah. Well, that's the thing too. Is like when you're, even if that show was to not continue, which I highly doubt because Botch is a very popular mm-hmm. show. I mean, I see the film LA tags out here on our gates all the time, like yep. for the spinoffs and stuff. And so like, even if that show didn't get renewed, which I highly doubt, I feel like you've probably impressed and met a lot of people enough to exactly. get you a higher position somewhere, somewhere else. else. Yep. Exactly. And, and that was my, my whole goal about. was just like, Hey, if it's not here, it's somewhere else. But yeah. I know I've made a depression on these people. Mm-hmm. So, one of them ended up getting, uh, one of the PAs ended up um, <laughs> uh, crashing a van, um, the the lighting and cargo van. It's big fucking like. It's the big ones, like the moving trucks, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, no, no, it's the uh, like, like uh, the... 18 pass van. Oh, like the Mercedes, like the big Mercedes Sprinters? Sprinter, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, the yeah, long yeah. body XLT. Oh, no. um, she, she ended up, there's cameras all over this thing. Um, it's from uh, this other production company that just um, uh, gives out lighting and grip trucks. Um, there's cameras on front and back of the thing. And she hit a pole, lied about it, said a car swiped her. And then they were like, hey, like everyone was genuinely concerned for her. I was like, hey, like we'll find out who did this to you. Like, I hope you're okay. And they're like, all right, well, we're going to go check the cameras. And she's like, okay (laughs) they're like is there anything you want to tell us beforehand like was there like did you maybe accidentally hit that person i was like because we need to make a police report like if someone did do a hit and run and she just stuck with a lie and they pull up the cameras and dude she just hit a fucking pole (laughs) like in the parking lot of their other office so then they pulled the footage from the security cameras on the outside of the other office and they match it up the time codes and you just see her hit the fucking thing and then drag the whole side of the van and then immediately call because it records audio inside the van too. And she calls and just fucking lies about what just happened. So they're like, because you lied, we have to let you go. And they're like, we're sorry. Like you should have just 
been honest with she us. She should have just said, I hit a pole. I'm sorry. Yeah, and there would have been an issue. They, they have insurance All in they hands. W- the most they would have made you do is file a report with them. Like, yeah. that's the most. Yeah. You wouldn't even have lost your job. Yep. So she learned her lesson. She's on to better things. I'm proud of her. She's a production coordinator now. Good. Um, she was a, a good PA. Now she's even better coordinator. Um, but <clears throat> because she left, they called me. <laughs> I got my fucking in. And... The other PA that was there, I just, you know, he was good um, for, like, student films, but for the level of um, intensity, technique and intensity that you need for for what we're doing here, Mm -hmm. he just didn't have that. So we were, um, unfortunately, they phased him out and brought in another one. And now, I mean, dude, this thing is streamlined like a motherfucker like everyone knows their position everyone knows how to help and jump in on other people like there's there's no more anticipating like yeah. what could happen we're like already on it two to three steps ahead of everything yeah. and the executives are just like damn it they're like we got to figure out how to keep everyone for next year and they're already you know obviously it hasn't been greenlit just yet yeah. but to have the executives already talking about it, like okay well like if we can move you guys up they're like, we can't, we got to find a way to work mm-hmm. with our, our PAs that we currently have because working on a set, you have to be competent and you need to be about your money and find people that you can fucking trust and build with. So that's who that's I true. found, like this this group that wants to do the, the podcast. She is talking us up to all the executives. She's that's stepping awesome. in as AD on certain days. So we're trying to help her. So covering her mm-hmm. coordinator shit to make sure like there's not a big gap mm-hmm. in you know leadership there and like you know everyone gets their lunches on time and their lunch orders are right and no one gets meal penalties and you know we're all stepping into these different roles so that we can all help lift each other up to that and then that mm-hmm. next level which is minimum wage sucks <laughs> <laughs> consistent sucks. work is great but minimum wage sucks. for real dude it does or it's like the thing i hate about la is like when you're at like the I wouldn't say the amateur level because we're not amateurs anymore. I would say more or less kind of when you get into the entry professional level, mm-hmm. like the pay really sucks. But it's weird because you could either get a minimum wage job that gives you a shitload of hours or you could get a job that gives you little hours that pays you a lot but still don't make as much as the minimum wage. It's true. So it's like work like a slave and get <laughs> paid or... Find something that's worth working hard for. Yeah. And but you might struggle again with bills. Dude, absolutely. Yeah. I, th- I started this in 2019. End of 2019, I started into this part of the industry. Prior to that, I was working with you know music festivals, concerts, um, doing like weekly club night stuff, like working for different clubs, um, uh, you know, social media marketing and promotions mm-hmm. and booking artists and you know trying yeah. to figure out how to fill these event spaces. <laughs> But I've done it so now. It's been almost three years. Um, obviously, pandemic fucked up with a lot of that shit. Sure. So that was like a little hiatus. But I still found other stuff to do. Just you know, being a runner for different shows. Mm-hmm. Um, finding a group that all wants to raise each other is yeah. huge. And also, you know, finding other ways to make money. Like on the side. Like you really have to be creative. But I'd rather <laughs> do this than work a uh, 9 to 5. I've worked the 9 to 5. I had a really great paycheck. You know, I was making significantly more than I am now, and I was extremely unhappy. I was like, I can work five to ten years at this and be in a way better position, or I can force myself to do five to ten years and be miserable and probably be even more unhappy. So I was like, you know, fuck it. I guess film, TV is kind of dope. Yeah, <laughs> I'll figure out how to make it work because if you really like something, you make work. It's true. No, it is true. If you really, if you really love something, you'll find a way. You know, whether that be relationships, work, an idea, mm-hmm. you know, invention, whatever. But no, dude, like for real, I I worked in kitchens before I came to the film industry. I came into the, so I actually started in the film industry as like an extra. Everybody does, <laughs> but like uh, I started in Portland, Oregon, though in twenty eighteen. Okay. And, but I didn't work on a film set after that 
those three months because mm-hmm. I was like one of their main extras. Okay. On, I, you probably haven't heard of it because it's like a teen show, but it's like called Trinkets on Netflix. But I'm in on the screen a bunch. Oh, dope. Yeah, there I just go. like don't have any lines or nothing, but I'm in the background quite a bit. <laughs> you don't got your SAG credit yet? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I only need like a few more. I think I only need like a literally like a few more hours and I could be like badass. yeah because I did a bunch of like short films and stuff the last yep. few years too and like I had gapped for like a year and a half after that because from that point I knew I wanted to do that so I grinded for like a year and a half on like in the kitchen like before that I was working in the kitchen for years but I just got multiple jobs went to school full-time had worked more than over full time, still went and worked out. Like I found a way for it, you know, and now that I'm in LA, like I kind of want to get back to that mode mm-hmm. because now I need to kind of start at bottom again. Like Definitely. It was. So it was like, I'm trying to reignite that craving in my body to just like, go, 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 go. I've, this is another time that we could talk about mm-hmm. more of this shit, but just really making a plan for yourself and being able to stick to that and allow yourself, you know, some wiggle room, because mm-hmm. things aren't ever going to go. It's not a straight line to success. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's if a it's lot a straight of... <laughs> line to success, you paid somebody to get there. Though. Yeah. Your mom and dad are probably helping yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, but, dude, like, having the plan, you know, sticking to it the best you can and, you know, real setting realistic goals for yourself, especially within this industry, are, are really important. And I think we could talk about that at another time. I, I would love to come oh, back. Oh, yeah, for sure. And we shoot the shit. Um, I mean, we could always like do a part two. We just have to wait till tomorrow to like wait for my batteries to charge. Oh, I feel you. (laughs) We could definitely do a part two easily. Uh, But yo, if you ever, I've got a bunch of people within the film and TV industry, you know, directors, showrunners, writers, um, as well as musicians and stuff. If you ever want to have them on here, Um, I'll easily set that up. I think they would enjoy it a lot. Oh, really? Yeah. And they're all, they're all chill. They'll click. Dude, the more... Honestly, dude, so right now, um, I don't want my friends to get offended by this, but I'm kind of over like interviewing my friends mm-hmm. and I kind of want to move on to professionals. So yeah. I will take up that offer anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then uh, once we start up our podcast, yeah, we'll have your ass on that shit. Oh, <laughs> please do. We're going to try man. to film like uh, three episodes uh, on like a weekend. Like I'll just bring a change of clothes and shit, run out a couple, and then build up once we have like 12 to 20 episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my friend Sarah Peterson, awesome director, producer, awesome. She's fucking sick as hell. Um, she is going to just edit everything. Um, That's awesome. Editing so And she much. loves editing. That's and so crazy. We have an AC. We have actually, we have a cam op, AC. Um, we have a couple music artists and then people within uh, like casting and, and travel that are all like, yeah, we'll jump on. We'll fucking love to do this. Yeah, dude. Send people my way, man, because, like, I'm in the crowd of, like, freshly out of film school people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so, like, my friends are professionals. Don't get me wrong. Dude, homegirl, I would love, uh, again, Sarah Peterson. She's bad as fuck. Um, she got, I think it was, like, $25 million. Fucking made this movie. Her and her friends. Fucking, <laughs> I gotta okay, find, I gotta have her I gotta find the name of it, dude. She's so fucking sick. Uh, she, she's Danish. Um, and dude, like, she's a coordinator on our show, which is a huge like step down. Mm-hmm. But she's like, it's consistent work. She's like, I'm still working on my other shit. She's like, I'm just happy to be here. So I feel like I get to absorb so much from her. Yeah, so that's awesome. Dude. By doing the podcast and and you know by talking to other people and just like picking her brain, dude, like it's a wealth of fucking knowledge. Dude, that's why I love podcasting. Is like even today, like I learned not I. I learned so much about you, and so now going forward, like yeah. our, I feel like our connection will be much stronger. For sure. And then it's gonna lead more to like the next episode because I'm bringing like everyone that was like in my first season. I plan on bringing back. You know what Good. I mean? So like with them, like I learned a lot of things about them. So like it's the same with you. When I bring you back, I'll know a lot more about you. Uh, I'll ask you, you know, how work's doing and mm-hmm. stuff like that. You know what I mean? I'll know more up to your life. And dude, if you have anybody, I mean literally anybody send them my phone number like you can you can hand out my phone number like candy like, okay yeah as man. long as they're not psychopaths no. <laughs> like you can hand it not out that like, I know candy. Of. <laughs> like you can hand it out like candy on halloween if you want to like i don't care as long as as long as you trust them and you're good i trust you so i i you know i would really appreciate that though for sure yeah man i mean i have 
so much fresh blood of friends. So like, if you guys are ever down on like the shows Definitely. or anything, just be like, yo, I know guys that knows tons of fresh blood. Perfect. Cause you know, dude, and that's, I, uh, this is what networking is yes. guys. Yeah, dude. This is exactly what networking is. Uh, the PA that we have on the show that we, we brought in uh, recently, she's fresh out of college um, to, she wants to be a cam op. Mm-hmm. Um, so she went to school for cameras. Um, she's down in Long Beach. Dude, she drives from Long Beach every fucking day. Mm-hmm. But people are dedicated. To North dude. Hollywood. Five days a week, Monday through Friday, to do this show. And sometimes she'll drive up. It's like on Tuesday, she'll drive up to North Hollywood. And then immediately get in a van and drive back down to fucking Newport Beach. Film all day for 12 hours. Drive back up North Hollywood, sit in all that fucking traffic at like 5, 6 o'clock. And then get in her car and drive back down. I'm like, dude, you've gone... <laughs> At least eight hours in the car that day, plus working a fucking 12-hour shift. Like, it is insane. Yeah, no She's dude. just fucking committed. She's really excited. And, I, I mean, I love having fresh blood. Like, they're a lot more uh, optimistic like, about shit. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. You're right. I am thinking I've, I'm a little stickler about some shit. So thank you for, you know, changing my mind around that or looking mm-hmm. at it with fresh eyes or being excited about it because mm-hmm. then I can feed off that That's energy. my thing, bro. It's like when I go on a set, nobody, like, that's – not new to film. Nobody's excited anymore. No. They're just like they. Hate They're going it. to work, dude. Going- I literally feel like I'm at a fucking movie camp, like yeah. in middle school. I'm like, I'm making a fucking, I'm making reality right, TV right. with You're my like, friends. Like this is sick. Like I've never felt like, that on a. I literally show. just got to make that car blow up on purpose, <laughs> yeah. dog. Like you know how fucking cool that is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Shit man. like that, dude. No, I love, I love the film business. I'm so eager to get there because like. I'm you're so already eager. there. Well, yeah. You're already in it. I appreciate you're it. You're already going. I'm, I'm, I'm eager to like really get started after school though, because like the things I have up here, I haven't been able to ex- execute mm. because of school and that stupid ass schedule that yep. they had me going on. So, you know, now that I'll just have a job, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be that like eighty hour a week dude, because like I love, I love working. Like when I can actually work, work and get paid to work, mm-hmm. I love working. Yep. Like I, I would work all day every day if I could. You know what I mean? So as long as I'm making money doing it, we're fine. <laughs> I've been doing free shit for like the last three years. Done, done, uh, unless it's like my own projects or my, my best buds. But you know what I mean? Like it's good for the build up of the experience, but exactly. at some point you're like, mm, exactly. I have like, the I experience. Like you need to like pay me. me for it. It's like my resume for like assistant directing gigs. I have like 15 oh, that's good. under my belt. You know what I mean? So that makes my resume already like too like I have to put my resume on a second page because mm-hmm. I have to put all my other stuff down too. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so like, I don't know, man, it's, it's good to network. It's great to get out there. It's great to just do random jobs. Like you're saying, we should, we should definitely talk about resumes next time I'm on here. Oh yeah. Cause that's a lot of shit people don't understand. Oh my like, gosh. I, I have a story for next time, but yeah, definitely. Resumes we will definitely. Are 